is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. We often talk, don't we, in church about the subject of eldership. It's been something that we've... Um, We've spoken about before, we talk about it on a membership course, it's, it's something important to us, important value to us, it's, it's, it's fine, it's, it's a biblical role, uh, it's, it's a word that scripture uses, and elders are to be like fathers to the church, protecting, guiding, caring, loving, serving, leading, etc, etc. But in our conversation about elders, and discussion of elders and fathers in the church, I think there can be a danger that we forget the importance of mothers. And on what is today Mothering Sunday, or Mother's Day as we sometimes call it, that's what I want to think about this morning. You know, mums have a vital and central role in family life too, as do fathers. I know even starting to speak about this subject, I know that there will be, for some of you, you may not be in right now, or maybe you grew up in a family where there was perhaps only mum or only dad. Maybe that was your experience. Or maybe for you, neither mum nor dad were present. Maybe there are others that cared for you and brought you up. Uh, maybe a day like today is a bit painful for you. I want to acknowledge that before we get too far <coughs> down the line in this. Maybe it's a tough day for you. Maybe it's a tough day for you if, if mum is no longer around. Maybe she's passed away more recently. Maybe today is a tough day for you for that reason. If that's the case, I, I get it. I understand that. And again, I want to acknowledge that. Maybe for you... Your early experience was being removed from your birth family, maybe being removed from your, your birth mum who wasn't able to look after you. Maybe you were brought up by others or in care. And again, today you think, oh, it's just a, just a tough day. Listen, if that's you, then again, I understand that. I want to acknowledge that and recognise there may be some, some pains to that. There's some loss, maybe. If that is you in any of those categories, or maybe another category that I haven't mentioned that makes today difficult or tough for you, then listen, I pray that God would meet you and he would, you would know his grace and his love in the challenges that you're walking through, his comfort. Maybe for some of you, you've yearned to be a mother, that hasn't happened or hasn't happened yet for, for whatever reason. And again, oh, it's just a difficult day. Listen, God knows, he cares, he loves, he wants to comfort. But having said all that, I still want to talk about some things to do with mums. And the danger is you could think, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me for whatever reason, dot, dot, dot. Listen, it will apply to you and you'll see why in just a moment. See, God's design, what we see in Scripture, is mothers and fathers. See that in family life, in marriage, 
man and a woman being being married before God and starting family together and you sort of household. She said in the church, mothers and fathers in the church as well. And it's actually mothers in the church I particularly want to talk about today. So let's pray, and in our remaining time, we'll look at this subject together. Heavenly Father, thank you that you created us in your image, male and female. You created them. And Lord, thank you that we can look at one another and see, see you in one another because you've put your life within us. And so, Lord, I want to pray to start with for any who are finding today tough, I pray that they would know your grace and your comfort. And then I pray too, Lord, that you would speak to us and you would teach us today from your word. We ask it, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, before we go any further, I just want to make sure that there aren't any of you who have written yourself out of this message. Because you might, well, might be thinking, well, this sounds fine, Graham, but I'm not a mum. You might think, nothing to, nothing to hear there. No, just move on. No, 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 listen. Like I said, what I want to talk about now is about mothers. Yes, that applies to the physical family sense, but also to mums in the church. And ladies, that is all of you, okay? No matter how old you are, what your life experience is, whether you've had uh, children naturally or not, what I'm going to say this morning applies to you. So ladies, are you with me? You're listening? You're ready for this? You see, we need mums. We need godly women who will be like mums to others in the church. Ladies, this is for you this morning. So even if you're not a mum in the physical sense, we need you to be a mum in the spiritual sense. You know, I'm really pleased that Sarah and Naomi are hosting a worship morning for ladies on Saturday because, how do I say this well and respectfully? If I get this wrong, you'll forgive me, won't you? Ladies, we need you to be on fire for Jesus, okay? The church needs you to be full of the Holy Spirit, passionately going after God, loving those that God has put around you, seeking to serve him and care for and equip others that God has given you. We need that for you. We need you to be that person. The church needs you to be that person. The world around you needs you to be that person. And so I do believe that next Saturday will be a help in that and an encouragement to that. An opportunity to stand back from other responsibilities or pressures and go, hey, I'm just going to give some time to worshipping God and encountering him and hearing from him and being prayed for and filled with the Spirit again. I'm trusting that you are running at that because you need that. And we need you to be full of God and be everything that God has made you to be. And yes, I know we need the guys to be full of God as well. Okay? I'm not discounting that right now. I'm talking to ladies, all right? And I said, okay, is that all right? So, so please, 
I'm not just saying go to a meeting for meeting's sake. I'm saying get full of Jesus. Be who he has made you to be because we need that. We need you to be that person. So if you haven't booked in yet, there is your plug. But I'm trusting it's going to serve you and bless you and equip you. I wonder, think of a, a woman who's had significant impact in your life. I wonder who it might be. What did they do that had such an impact on you? you that might be a question for Life Group this week. There'll be some questions coming out later, Life Group leaders. No, think about who is that person? What did they do that was so impactful? How did they encourage you? How did they equip you? How did they spur you on? How are you being that person to others? So I started to think this week, what are some of the things that mums do? Now, I know in starting to make a list like this, this is dangerous because invariably I will forget something, leave something off, and you will say to me afterwards, but Graham, you didn't say whatever it might be. And you're probably right. And my excuse will be, hey, I only had 15 minutes. And that will be my excuse. And I know this list could be longer. But here are some things that I think that mums do that we need mums in the church to do. This is not an exhaustive list. This is some examples for you. Okay? First one. Mums pray. If you're making notes, that's your first one. What do mums do? They pray. And I'm sure if you've got your own kids, you're thinking, yeah, too right I pray. I, I need to pray for them. And I'm, I'm sure you do. You bring them to God. You pray for their future. You pray for their friendships. You pray for their education. You pray for everything you can think of. Their walk with God and so on. You pray for them, don't you, your kids? But listen, church mums, ladies, we need you to be praying for the children that God has given us as a church family. We need to be bringing them before the Lord, saying, God, would you break into their young lives? I, mean, I think we've got a fantastic kids' work in this church. We have got some amazing kids' leaders who faithfully serve week in, week out, in creche, in frog club, in rooted. We've got people who give their lives to these young people. And the danger is when they go off to their own meetings, it can be sort of out of sight and out of mind. We sort of forget about them. Listen, please don't forget about them. Please pray for them. We need you to be praying for them, bringing them to the Lord's. I was thinking, how many revivals have been started by praying women? I read this account this week. In 1968, Duncan Campbell said this of the Hebridean revival of 1949. It's a transcript of a, a part of the talk he gave in 68. He says this. Now, I'm sure you'll be interested to know how in November 1949, this gracious movement began on the island of Lewis. Two old women, one of them 84 years of age and the other 82, one of them stone blind, were greatly burdened because of the appalling state of their own parish. It was true, not a single young person attended public worship. 
Not a single young man or young woman went to the church. They spent their day perhaps reading or walking, but the church left out the picture. And these two women were greatly concerned, and they made it a special matter of prayer. I wonder, are you making these sort of things a special matter of prayer? That's the story he tells, that this revival where you know, he, he became somewhat a leading figure, and he traces it back to go, not him, but these two old women who saw in their parish, in their locality, a need for God, and they brought it to God as a special matter of prayer. I love that phrase. I wonder, what has God put on your heart to pray for? Ladies, who are you praying for at the moment? Mums pray, mums care and protect. There's some great examples of this in, in Scripture. 1 Kings 17, for example, a widow takes care of Elijah, cares for him. In the New Testament, Mary and Martha take care of Jesus. And actually, it seems like Mary was the one sitting listening to Jesus and Martha was the one running around sort of doing stuff. Yeah, lessons to learn there, actually. But the point is that Together they took care of Jesus' needs. That's what mums do. They take care of needs. They? they care and protect. But we need that same instinct in the church. Jesus said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Love, care, protect, show kindness. Mums often have that sort of intuition that something is wrong something doesn't quite add up I do not have that intuition, I can have a conversation with somebody and it just seems to be quite a normal conversation, not notice anything and Sarah will say to me afterwards didn't you notice that they said this or, or that or that was inferred I don't know, I didn't notice that it's almost like we're having a different conversation, why? because she spotted something that I missed ladies often do that but you know what? The Holy Spirit can breathe on that instinct. And give it something of heaven. Give it something of God where you're spotting something, a need that God wants you to pray about and maybe act upon. On who are you caring for and loving right now? What else do the mums do? They lead. I mean, we've got some great examples in Scripture of leading influential women right throughout Old and New Testament. I mean, characters like Deborah in Judges 4, leading the nation at the time. Another Old Testament example would be Esther becoming queen in the book that is named after her. What's the most famous line in the book of Esther? Any guesses? Good out. Made for such a time as this, Esther 4, verse 14. If you don't know the story, it's this Esther, a, a Jew, finds herself becoming queen in Susa. She's the, the, she's the cousin of a Jewish man named Mordecai who had been taken into exile from Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar. And Esther had been brought up by Mordecai as both of her parents had in fact died. 
I mean, I could stop here and do a whole preach on adoption. Because she was someone who was adopted by, by Mordecai, brought up by him, loved by him, cared for him as a young woman. So a fantastic biblical example of a follower of God adopting an orphan, bringing her up as his own daughter. It's an amazing story of an adopted child being used by God in the most amazing way to save a nation. If you don't know the story, take a read of it this week. It's a fabulous story. Mordecai is a godly man, he's a good man. But his life is about to be shaped by what happens with Esther. But, you know, actually, his life has been shaped for a long time because he's brought up this young woman. He's given, us, given himself to, to caring for her for years, maybe. You know, adoption is a theme that runs right throughout Scripture. As Christians, we're adopted into God's family. Ephesians 1 verse 5 says, His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And he did this because he wanted to. Love that version in the uh, Living Bible. Yeah, if anyone should understand the subject of adoption, it's Christians, isn't it? We're adopted by God. But as well as adoption being a picture of what God has done for us, the Bible is clear how we should care for the marginalized, the vulnerable. Do you remember the series we did in the book of James on the field at Ridgeway? Was it last year, wasn't it? I remember my lockdown timeline. You know, we went through the book of James, didn't we? James 1, 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Psalm 69 puts it like this. The Lord is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. I love that phrase the psalmist used there. God sets the lonely in families. Family is God's plan. Whether that's human family or church family, both apply here. God set people in family. Not just in human family, but in church family. God loves family. Families have mums. But love and care and serve. I mean, in our culture, in our language, we might not just talk about the orphan, the widow. We might talk about the, the vulnerable. We might talk about the refugee. That would be particularly relevant in our culture right now, wouldn't it? Like I said, much of my um, time recently has been involved in what's going on in Ukraine and working with our churches there. And as I said earlier, we're looking at bringing over some folk from our churches there to the UK, those that want to come and feel that would be a good move for them. So I've started to make that journey already. And uh, as, as I said earlier, we've started to match up some families in the UK being prepared to open their homes uh, to folk coming from Ukraine, which is wonderful. And thank you for those of you who have offered to do that 
already. One actual thing I, I would say is that, you know, like we say about fostering sometimes, not everybody is called to foster and have a child in their home, but everybody can be involved in supporting, praying for, helping. I think the same is true here. Not all of you will be in a position to open your home to, to have somebody come from Ukraine, but all of us are in a position to, to help with that, to help support and love and care for those who might come. The church that we're placing the first few people in, we've, we've talked to them about this, we've talked about how the, how the church needs to be a community around these folk as they come. It's not just one person or one family opening their home, but it's a church family seeking to serve together. And if we have any coming to Derby, that would be a heads up for us. That would be something we're doing together. And actually, one thing we've got right now is I've got a fantastic project manager leading on this for me, but just the volume of work is far more than she anticipated. And either of us really anticipated, if you can help with this, we need some admin help and support right now, even this week, just to help make this scheme work. If you could help with that, please come and see me today. I can talk to you a little bit more about that. But listen, back to, to Mordecai and Esther. Esther finds herself unexpectedly in an amazing position of influence, and God places her right at the centre of the royal palace. She sees what's happening to her people, wonders what she can do to save them, and we get this famous line from Mordecai, and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Friends, I wonder, where has God placed you for such a time as this? What opportunities is he opening up to you, maybe even in the next few days, that he has placed you in and around certain people in certain places for such a time as this. Ladies, what position of influence has God given you for such a time as this? Guys as well. Just so there's something in here for you. Where has God put you for such a time as this? unexpected, wasn't it, for, for Esther. When she was growing up, she would not have expected to become queen. That was not the trajectory that she would assume that her life would, would hold. I wonder where has God placed you for such a time as this? There's much more we could say. Many more examples we could give about uh, mums teaching and discipling, mums leading in different areas. I wish the whole I've got time to get into it well now, but you look in the New Testament, you look at someone like a couple like Priscilla and Aquila, great example of this couple that taught and discipled. Teaching doesn't have to be from a stage. Sometimes teaching is over a cup of coffee. And the best discipleship is certainly not from a stage. It is most certainly whilst you're going for a walk or over a cup of coffee. I wonder who are you seeking to, to teach and help and disciple?
Who are you seeking to encourage the work of God in? As we begin to wrap up, I want to ask you, who's around you that you're thinking, how can I encourage the work of God in them? What am I seeing of God in their life that I can bless and encourage and help along with? It takes us to be proactive rather than passive, isn't it? To be looking, and I wonder who God might put in my path that I could encourage, bless, and see God doing something in their lives. I wonder who might, as God, who might God have put around you to do that. Ladies, as we, as we finish, the time has sadly gone. I want to encourage you today to be the, the best that God has made you to be. To be that godly woman, that encourager, that prayer, that discipler, that leader, that teacher, and so on. Be who God has made you to be. We need that. Your human family needs that. Your church family needs that. And listen, this city and this nation needs that. The world needs you to be all that God has made you to be in order that you can have that area of influence around you to make him famous, to lead people to Jesus, to point to him. To show that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Let's stand together and I'm going to pray as we close. Heavenly Father, I want to ask you today that this church would be full of passionate, godly women going after you and all that you have for them in their lives. I pray that uh, us guys, Lord, would encourage the women around us. We would seek to be those who encourage and bless and release. And I pray, Lord, that Jubilee would be a place where ladies feel very free to be all that God has made them to be. I pray, Lord, that we would encourage one another. We will bless the work of God in one another. And Lord, in so doing, be a blessing to those you put around us and the watching world. We pray again for any who find today tough that they would know your comfort and your grace. And we pray for your hand upon us in the days ahead. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Have a great week. Praying online from 7 to 8 tonight for Ukraine if you want to join us for that. Otherwise, look forward to seeing you next Sunday here at 10 o'clock. And for those joining us online today, thank you for being with us online. God bless you. Have a great week too. Refreshments are served in the box. So if you've got kids in kids' work, please go get them first and then head on over to refreshments in the box. Thankfully, you got a rush off. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along.
Sunday morning.